Hello and welcome to the First Day in Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we're back with another great episode. I got Logan with me today. Logan, how we doing, man? It's going good. It's going good. And we've got a special guest for you guys today. We're joined today by head coach of the Marietta College Pioneers, Andy Waddle. Coach, how we doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. I want to jump right into it because you have been with Marietta since 2013, correct? That's right. So you really have kind of helped instill a giant culture shift in Marietta. You know, I was looking through kind of some records, scores and whatnot, and you guys have had a giant culture shift from when you got there in 2013 to present. Really impressive. I believe there was a four-year stretch where you guys had a winning record every year in the OAC. Could you talk a little bit about what that culture is that you have instilled down there at Marietta? Well, you know, I mean, like uh, when I got to Marietta, they were they they, they uh, had just come off of an zero and ten season, and and um, you know, I think that when when you you kind of jump into that environment, we all want to go and win every game, and unfortunately, that's not always uh, a reality, right? So we wanted to create a culture where uh, our our guys just kind of maximized who uh, who they were, and and we we kind of uh reached uh, our own potential and things like that so um you know we kind of came up with a a motto and our motto was fight and you know fight is an acronym and and it it, it stands for um you know kind of the 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 mindset of going out and getting into a battle right and into a war and and i i really believe that um you know, the guy who's all in and understand that there's going to be some sacrifice and some pain uh, along that journey um, is the guy that, that ultimately ends up being successful. And so we wanted to create a culture of, uh, of that. And then, you know, the, the, the F stands for being fearless. The, the I is about being intense. The G is, is grit. And, and I really believe that that's the process. Uh, H is heart. And we, we want to create a culture where, you know, the guys care for each other and, and, and care for the game. And then the T is toughness. And I oftentimes think that toughness is a lot of times, you know, seen on the football field when the, the linebacker hits the fullback or or the guys on the kickoff team running down or, you know, we, we, we all identify that as toughness. But it's so much more than that. You know, it's the kicker focusing in on, on, on you know, that strike. It's the, the quarterback who kind of takes the hit and keeps on going. But even more than that, I think as you go through your own life, right, you know, toughness is about the moments that are, 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 are challenging for you, not letting those moments define you, right, you know, and so if that challenge that's right in front of you is, is the fullback and you're the linebacker or vice versa, or that challenge is the, the guy on the kickoff team and you're on the kickoff return team or the challenge is the, the, the wind and you're the kicker, don't let that, don't let that challenge define you, but, but, uh, but go ahead and attack that thing head on. And, and um, you know, sometimes those challenges are uh, in our personal life or, 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 or in other parts other than football. And so we really believe that that kind of embodies the culture that we want to create. And then we want to take all those attributes, that fearless, that intensity, that, that grit, that, that, that heart and love and, and that toughness and say, hey, listen, we're all in. And we understand that there's some sacrifice 
We understand that there's some pain, um, but we're all in. And so I think when you have that, right, you know, um, you want to win every game, right? You know, and that's that's ultimately part of our goals. But um, if you can embody that fight, um, you may not win every game on the football field, but but uh, you're going to create a culture where, you know, you're going to be a team that, that nobody wants to face and you can go out and you can put some great, great things uh, in place and, and hopefully build on it from one year to the next. And that's where we started. And, you know, we won one game my first year. It was tough. And then we won two games and then we won three games and, and then, you know, six games and then seven games. And, you know, you just continue to kind of build on, on that, that mindset and that culture. You know, and looking at what you guys have done this year, very impressive start to the season. You guys' week one opponent came down to the last second. You talk about toughness and grit. You guys won 14 to 13. Drake Nurberger had five sacks in that game, and just it was an all-around team effort. And then, you know, you fast forward to this past weekend playing homecoming against Wilmington, and you had a standout performance from your running back, Bryce Agnew, over 250 yards and three touchdowns. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the – team effort that you guys have displayed so far this season? You know, I mean, like, uh, listen, we, 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 we won a, a really close game against a good football team that, um, you know, we, we, uh, we needed some things to, to go our way. And, and, and at the end of the game, they did. And obviously, you know, Drake Newberger put together a, a really outstanding performance Um and, 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 you know, we got a little bit lucky and created some luck and, and, and things like that. Last week, uh, you know, I think that the, the Bryce Agnew went out and had an outstanding game, 252 yards rushing and three touchdowns and, and uh, really kind of put the, the offense on his back. But, um, but obviously defensively, you know, we had the shutout, which was, which was good. You know, but it, listen, not every game ends up, you, you know, in the, in, in, in your favor, right. You know, we lost to, to a, a good BW team where, you know, we took the lead with um, a little over two minutes left to go in the game. I think two twenty to left to go in the game took, took the, the, the lead 21 to 20. And, um, and then, you know, the fireworks started from there, right. You know, they, they, uh, they countered on the score and went for two and didn't get it. We got the ball back uh, with with about a minute left to go in the game. We scored uh, on our first play from scrimmage, and and uh, and then you know we made our two point conversion. So now we had a, a three point lead, and and then uh, they countered back, right? You know, and and moved the ball back down the field, and and uh, you know we had some opportunities there, and just didn't end up you know going our way. But uh, you know they won. Uh, an outstanding football game. And I think like, you know, when you win the game, everybody wants to sing praises to the team that won about what an outstanding effort it was. And we got that outstanding effort in, in, in uh, week one. But, uh, you know, when you lose the game, sometimes, you know, people don't realize that, hey, man, we had a bunch of outstanding efforts and we did a bunch of awesome things. It's just that, that there's two teams out there and, and it didn't go our way. And uh, credit to those guys for getting the win. But man, credit to our guys for the fight that we put forth, and and uh, and it was an outstanding football game. You know, and I want to talk about the OAC as a whole because folks don't realize how talented of a conference that we have here in Ohio in the OAC. You know, you've got obviously Mount Union, who's well known for the things they do. 
you know, in John Carroll, Ohio, Northern, Heidelberg, but you guys have had a lot of success as well. Can you just discuss what it's like to get to coach in a conference like the OAC that has such a rich history? I mean, I think one of the, the challenging parts, right, you know, is, is we only get one non-league game, right, to go out and kind of prove what what type of, uh, of conference we are and, and, and um, you know, shoot, we, we, we all, I think, lost uh, – you know, three games as a, as a unit, as a all 10 teams. And uh, I think that those teams that, that we lost to, I think two of them are six and O right now or seven and O and, and another one's uh, uh, four and, and two. And, you know, so, uh, you know, we, we play really good football. Um, you know, Ohio is really well known for, for great football. I think that there's some outstanding coaches in this league. There are some really you know, bright, bright young men and, and uh, some talented young men. And I think when you look at the OAC, um, we got a bunch of legacies, you know, that, that, that uh, of national championships and, and playoff participants and, and things like that. But when you go across college football and, and across the NFL, the number of people who have roots back to Ohio and specifically back to the Ohio Athletic Conference. It's really impressive. And, and um, you know, it's just awesome to be a part of, of uh, such an outstanding conference and, and such rich tradition uh, that the conference has produced. You know, and looking at you guys this year, you guys got, you know, obviously still several weeks left in the OAC. Can you talk about, you know, your team as a whole this year? We've, you know, talked about some of the great performances you guys have had, but you know, where are you guys looking to improve as the season goes on? And, you know, what can we expect from you guys throughout these last few games? Well, you know, I mean, like somebody asked me, you know, in, a, in an interview earlier, right, you know, what's your your grade on your offense? And it's like, man, you know, we, we do some things good and we, we do some things that we want to improve on. And I said it's incomplete, right? You know, and I think that that's the, that's the case for, you know, every position group, every um, – uh, offense, defense, special teams, every special teams unit, the kickoff team, the special, the, the punt team and, and whatnot. I think there's always room for improvement. We just haven't, you know, got to that, that point where we're playing perfect football. That's obviously something that's a, a hard ask, but, um, you know, we want to improve in, in all areas of our game. Obviously last week we were able to run the ball really efficiently, but there are still plays there where it's like, man, you know, we, we run it, you know, Bryce runs it for 250, but man, you know, maybe there's an opportunity where instead of gaining, you know, two yards, you could have gained, you know, eight yards, right. You know, and, and uh, so we constantly, you know, want to um, strive for a little bit more, you know, we, we understand that there's never going to be such a thing as a perfect game. Don't expect our guys to play a perfect game, but I, I still think that we can play better uh, than both uh, on both sides of the ball than what we played this past Saturday. Now, defensively, right, you know, we can't give up any less points than zero, but there are still some some plays that um, – some areas that, that that we can improve on, you know. So we're, we're still a work in progress right now. You know, and you guys have one of the cooler atmospheres in D3 down there at Don Drum. You got the, the gray turf and just such a unique facility. Can you speak to the advantage that you got, you know, that home stadium and the fan base gives to you guys as a program. 
I tell you what, you know, one of the most awesome things about being at Marietta College is being a member of the Marietta community, right? You know, and this community comes out and really supports us and and uh, we've got a great game day atmosphere. We have the cannon, you know, so every time we score, we we get to shoot the cannon and kind of wake up the community and uh, they, they support us, you know, uh, really um, probably better than what you, you get at most most schools in our conference, right? You know, I think the home crowd is is outstanding. The the gray turf, we're right on the Ohio River, right? You know, so it kind of looks like smoke, right? You know, and so it's like the smoke right on the water there. Uh, it's skirted in blue. So uh, navy blue and, and, and gray is, is the field and uh, with, with uh, obviously a lot of white in there too. So pretty outstanding field, uh, great crowds, and um, – really a, a neat atmosphere to be a part of and in, in an awesome community uh, to be a part of too. Let me tell you, Toby, it's a lot better too when you're running on those summer days and workouts and it's not like a dark or a dark green grass and your feet aren't burning too. That's just my personal opinion. And it is sweet. Um, I thought the Canyon was cool. I loved when he brought that in Waddle. Um, so how Northern still try to copy it. So uh, Ohio Northern had the cannon one game after we had a cannon, uh, but I, I have not noticed them with the cannon since then. It's just not as good. Original. So, so uh, I, I've got to ask, though, because Logan brought something up with Ohio Northern. And, you know, I was looking at some of your guys' you know, records against opponents since you guys took over. And Heidelberg in specific was a team that, you know, prior to you coming was a team that had gotten the best of Marietta. You guys actually took them two times in a row and have played them really tough. You've played John Carroll really tough, played Mount Union very tough as well here lately. What, you know, a lot of folks think it's Mount, it's John Carroll as far as the OAC goes. Can you talk about, you know, how big those games are and, you know, just what it's like to be able to week in and week out play an opponent that really, quite frankly, if you put, put them up against other D3 schools, you know, Logan and I were talking before the we started recording. You could put just about anybody in the OAC in a different D3 conference, and they're going to hold their own pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, look no further than, you know, the 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 Otterbein uh, versus, versus Ohio Wesleyan game. I mean, that was a game that last year uh, went right down to the wire. O Ohio Wesleyan goes on and wins eight games, and, and – uh, and Otterbein, unfortunately, only was able to, to muster one win, right? You know, and this year, you know, uh, uh, Ohio Wesleyan came in off, off of eight and two record, and uh, and Otterbein was one and nine, and 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 Otterbein beats them in the opening game. So, you know, I think that when you look at it like that, I mean, we can um, top to bottom. I mean, it's just a really great conference. Obviously, when you win a national championship, um, or or or, or 12 or 13 or whatever it is that Mount's done, you know, they're going to garner a lot of attention and they've earned that right. Um, it's awesome to get the opportunity to go out and compete with those guys. Uh, and, and, and hopefully, you know, someday we'll be able to knock them off, but, um, but it's a great conference beyond Mount union. Um, and, and uh, I think that everybody in the league, uh, you know, or that's been around the league really recognizes the, the quality of opponent that you're going to get each and every week. Right. I know also like when I was in college too, we'd look at like top 25 and um, besides Mount Union and like John Carroll, normally teams like Heidelberg or Otterbein or not Otterbein, uh, how Northern 
get Greece like the top 20. Do you think like the OEC needs a little bit more representation in the top 25, or do you think we just kind of knock each other out? You know, I mean, I think it's here's the deal, right? You know, there are 242 uh, Division three teams, and and uh, you know, you compare that to Division one, and, and we have twice as many, right? You know, so when you start talking about the top 25, you'd really be talking about like the top 12 or 13 uh, division one teams in, in comparison, right. From a ratio standpoint, we only get an opportunity to play one non-league game. Um, and so, you know, it makes it challenging to, to, to really kind of see, you know, exactly where you stack up until you go to, to, to playoffs. And when you look at playoff history, right. You know, the, the, the OAC playoff history is far and away better than any other conference. And, and uh, it's not, not even kind of comparable. And some of that is the success of Mount Union, but you really look a lot closer. And, you know, uh, I think over the past 20 years, you realize that, that the OAC has not lost very many games to non-Mount uh, Union teams. Um, you know, across the board, right? You know, so you get in and you play uh, teams from other conferences, conference champions from other conferences, and we do very well. Uh, you look at what we do in the preseason, we get one opportunity, we do very well as a conference. So we're getting uh, maybe not the representation that we we feel that we deserve, but um, but it's certainly a really good league. And, and when we get to play those opportunities outside of conference, you know, I know that 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 we we all root for everybody in the conference to go, you know, one and zero, or or as a conference go ten and zero in that opening week, um, because I think it 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 kind of shows the the rest of the of the country what what our brand is, but uh, but we certainly may not always go ten and zero, but we always do very well when we play other teams. Right, and I think that was great too. Um, I remember when you guys scheduled Dubuque. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play that one because uh, of COVID. But um, I thought it was pretty good to compare us to other teams, especially Dubuque, who was, uh, I, I believe, a playoff team from what I understand most years. Um, kind of shift of things, a um, little different. Um, I know you recruited me. You're the main person recruiting me. Um, but kind of want to dive into Division three recruiting, especially from where Marietta is at. Um, What's your kind of philosophy on when you're recruiting kids to Southeastern Ohio? Yeah, I mean, I think every school has a little different kind of idea and what they're looking for. I mean, you know, I think for us, right, we want to find guys that are, are really great fits into our institution and, and into our program, right, you know, and, and some of that's ability, right? You know, we got to find guys that can move the needle and, and make us better, but we also want to find guys um, that we think are prepared for, for the Marietta College uh, uh, atmosphere and, 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 and academics. And it's, uh, it certainly is a great, a great school that that's going to push you and challenge you, but also provide you a ton of support and, and a lot of uh, opportunities to really have close interactions with your professors and other people on campus. So, um, you know, I think that the, the, the big motivation that, or the big thing that we're looking for is, is fit, right. You know, and I think that that can be, um, you know, the, everything from the young man's character to their ability uh, on the football field and their ability in the classroom. Right. And then also kind of want to tie in, we talked about earlier about the culture change and recruiting a little bit. I feel like I was blessed to be able to be there at a time where that culture change occurred. 
and got to know so many great leaders on that team, like Caleb Bergelman and Darian Fields, you guys who were able to help turn that program in, at least in my point of view. Um, how do you take, how do you take guys you bring in and make them leaders on the field and off the field? Man, that's a great question. I don't know that, uh, I don't know that we are making anybody's leaders, right? You know, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, one, one thing that we do is we identify guys that have leadership traits and, and we try to put them in positions where, um, where they have opportunities to lead. And, and, and I think that, you know, we try to, you know, uh, provide some, some leadership to those guys that are leaders, but, you know, we got a, a, an outstanding leader in, in Bryce Agnew. I mean, like Bryce is, is a really talented football player, but he's an amazing leader. And I, I just think about, you know, Bryce was that before we got him, right? You know, he's got an uh, unbelievable internal drive to go be, you know, great himself, right? You know, but then he takes that, right? You know, and he really, you know, pushes the guys, I think, when they need to be pushed and pulls them when they need to be pulled. Uh, he's got a great uh, rapport with with all guys across the team. And we didn't create that, you know. Now we give him a little hints and, and, and tips on – on, on things that he can do. And, and uh, we try to put him in positions to lead, but, you know, he came to us that way. And, and uh, I think a lot of times the, the, the really good leaders, you know, they, they start with, um, you know, having some, some of the right kind of voice and, and mindset and internal drive. And then you try to put them in positions where they can lead. And you mentioned, you know, two, two really outstanding football players for us, uh, Caleb Riggleman, who uh, is a coach here now, right, you know, and was an All-American um, and, and it, it was a natural leader as well. And then Darian Fields, who uh, is coaching high school football now, coached here for a couple of years, uh, set all kinds of passing records at Marietta College. Those guys both had it, right? You know, we tried to put them in positions where they could lead. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Great leaders on and off the field, in my opinion. Um Shift gears a little bit. We like to tackle um, the typical D1 or bust, um, big, small school fans here. So when you hear people talking about D1 or bust, if you don't go D1, then it's not worth it. Um, I'm not sure if you hear that from kids that you bring in on recruit visits or not, or when you're trying to get them on campus. But what's kind of your response to that? I mean, either you, either you love football or you don't, right? You know, I mean, I, the, the reality is, if you, if you love football, I loved football. I, I just wanted to keep playing football as long as I could keep playing football. And, and uh, along the way, I was fortunate enough to get my degree, right? You know, and, and I don't know that it exactly happened that way, but uh, man, football was a big part of my life. I know that for most of our guys that are successful, football is a big part of their life, right? You know, so if you love the game, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to want to go and, and play. And, and really probably play at a place where you can make a big impact, you know? And I think that that's the, the most important thing, right? You know, is, is not just be on the team, but be at a place where you can, you know, kind of, you know, be, in, be able to leave it a, a mark and make an impact. And, and I think that when you do that, you have a great experience. Um, I think, like I said, most of our guys that, that go on and, and do awesome things on the field, it starts with their love of the game. And uh, if it's division one, then that's great. Right. You know, and, and, and uh, 
if it's division two or division three, then that's an awesome opportunity for them and to continue to play the game that they love and, and uh, learn a lot of life lessons, right. You know, and some of the things that we talked about with the motto fight, right. You know, that's not going to be limited to football, but learn a lot of life lessons and, and uh, have a bunch of great friends and, and uh, playing some meaningful games, but, but, uh, but continue to do the thing that you love. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the best response I've ever heard of that um, out of everyone we asked. I like that a lot. Um, thank you again for spending your time with us on this interview. It's been great so far. Um, last question. It's a big question we like to end every interview with is kind of your advice um, to that high school kid who's questioning if he wants to play college football or not, if and where, how he wants to go about that process. Um, we do have a lot of high schoolers who listen in on this and like to seek that advice from people, especially like you, a head coach at Marietta. Well, I tell them, you know, come check out Marietta, right? You know, that's my job. But, um, but no, I mean, I think that what I'm looking for, right, is, is fit. And, and I think that, you know, my dad, right, you know, and my, I got a young son right now, and I don't know that, you know, he'll, he'll grow up to be a football player or not. And I have a daughter and, and, uh, you know, I don't know what her journey will be, but I know that, you know, what I'm going to look for or try or try to look for with them, right, you know, is being at a place where um, that place can make an impact on their life, right, and, and then vice versa, they can in, make an impact in that in that program and 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 really I think when you can make an impact in a program and that program or that school can make an impact in your life man it's a win-win situation because uh being important and being able to make that impact I think it just does so much for who you are but I think you know beyond that right you know we're we're really looking for uh for fit right you know and and making sure that you know you're going to go to a place where um they have the major that you're looking for when you walk on campus, right? You know, and you see the facilities and you meet the coaches and, and the players that it's something that you're excited about, right? You know, and, and you can kind of envision yourself being at that place and, uh, and then, you know, kind of envision like, hey, listen, is this, is this the right feel, the right fit for me? And, and again, is it a place where this place can make an impact in my life? And, and make me a better person um, and, and, and hopefully a better athlete, but, but, but uh, a better person who's ready to go on and attack the world. And is this um, a place that, that, that I can make an impact in that, in that program, right? You know, I think about you, Logan, right. You know, and, and I, I hope that when you came into our program, right, you left as a, as a better young man, you certainly left as a better player, right? You know, um, but you also were able to make an impact in our program, right? And, and played a really big role for, for a number of years. And, and uh, I think because of that, you know, you had a good experience and, and uh, you left a, an, an impact on our program, but also I hope that our program and, and Marietta College left an impact on you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, full credit. I feel like I am a better person. I've I developed so much at Marietta, um, was able to make a lot of new connections um, I was pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't very outgoing going into college, but, uh, I definitely have changed and flipped that around a little bit now. Uh, coach wall, thank you for coming on. Um, this was a great interview. Um, and hopefully, uh, best of luck with the rest of the season guys, make sure you listen, rate and subscribe. And this is the first in football show.